You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 300. We are reading the entire book of Habakkuk, and I'll be giving a detailed introduction in just a moment. And in the New Testament, we're continuing in the book of Titus. This chapter summary is from schmoop.com. In Titus chapter 2, we have traditional gender roles 101. Paul lays out some more advice that Titus should start handing out there in Crete. Every man should be on his best behavior, doing things in moderation, acting serious, and basically just being a rock for the community. Oh, and don't leave the toilet seat up. Women also need to keep things on the up and up. They should stay away from spreading gossip and lies and drinking too much. The older ladies need to set an example for younger women, encouraging these gals to love their husbands and kids, control their crazy female emotions, take care of the house, and, of course, submit to their husbands. If women don't do all this, non-Christians are really going to turn a stink eye toward believers. So keep it on the up and up, girls. Young men shouldn't run around acting all crazy either. These guys might be better off not venturing outside of the house. Slaves also should obey their masters. Don't talk back, don't steal, and just be super faithful to the person who owns you. It's what God wants, says Paul. This is why God sent Jesus, Paul continues. One day, Jesus will come back and see how awesome the Christians have been doing, and reward them. Until then, people just have to keep living godly lives. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry, and you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible and one year. Let's get started. Habakkuk, an introduction. At the beginning of this book is a prayer from Habakkuk. The prophet complains to God about what was happening in Judah. He does not understand why God would allow such evil things to happen. God's own people were mistreating each other. People were hurting others and not being punished. Then God answers Habakkuk. God says that he plans to punish his people, and he explains that he will use another nation to do this. He plans to use the Babylonians to punish the people of Judah. But Habakkuk wonders how God could use such a nation to punish his own people. They did not even believe in the God of Israel. Was God breaking his promises to his people? God later tells Habakkuk that those who do evil will die and those who follow God will live. But what does this mean for all the people of Judah? They had all been unfaithful, so how could any of them escape death? The answer to this question comes centuries later. In the New Testament book of Romans, Paul uses words from Habakkuk to describe Jesus. He is the one who is faithful to follow God. He is also the one who will provide the way for God to save his people. The book of Habakkuk closes with a song of praise to God. The prophet thanks God for saving his people. Habakkuk can sing this prayer because of his trust in God. Even though he knows he will be taken into captivity, still, 
this faithful servant of God, can sing. In this book, the prophet Habakkuk cries out to God about violence, and God answers. He cries out to God about what seems unfair, and God answers. He cries out about five bad things that deserve God's judgment. And finally, he sings a prayer to the God who saves. Habakkuk 1. This is the message that was given to Habakkuk the prophet. Habakkuk complains to God. Lord, I continue to ask for help. When will you listen to me? I cried to you about the violence, but you did nothing. Why do you make me look at all this evil? Why don't you do something about it? People are stealing things and hurting each other. They are arguing and fighting. The law is weak and not fair to people. Evil people win their fights against good people. So the law is no longer fair. Then justice does not win anymore. The Lord answers Habakkuk. Look at the other nations. Watch them and you will be amazed. I will do something in your lifetime that will amaze you. You would not believe it, even if you were told about it. I will make the Babylonians a strong nation. They are cruel and powerful fighters. They will march across the earth. They will take houses and cities that don't belong to them. The Babylonians will scare the other people. They will do what they want to do and go where they want to go. Their horses will be faster than leopards and more dangerous than wolves at sunset. Their horsemen will come from faraway places. They will attack their enemies quickly like a hungry eagle swooping down from the sky. The one thing they all want to do is fight. Their armies will march fast like the wind in the desert and the Babylonian soldiers will take prisoners as easily as scooping up sand. The Babylonian soldiers will laugh at the kings of the other nations. Foreign rulers will be like jokes to them. The Babylonian soldiers will laugh at the cities with tall, strong walls. They will simply build ramps up against the walls to attack them. Then they will leave like the wind and go on to fight against other places. The only thing the Babylonians worship is their own strength. Habakkuk's second complaint. Lord, you are the one who lives forever. You are my holy God who never dies. Lord, have you chosen the Babylonians to make things right? Have you, our rock, prepared them to punish your people? But your eyes are too good to look at evil. You cannot stand to see people doing wrong, so why do you permit such evil? How can you watch while the wicked destroy people who are so much better? You made people like fish in the sea. They are like little sea animals without a leader. The enemy catches all of them with hooks and nets. The enemy catches them in his net and drags them in. And the enemy is very happy with what he has caught. His net helps him live like the rich and enjoy the best food. So the enemy worships his net. He makes sacrifices and burns incense to honor his net. Will he keep drawing his sword to destroy whole nations without showing mercy? Habakkuk 2. 
I will stand like a guard and watch. I will wait to see what the Lord will say to me. I will see if he has an answer to my complaint. God answers Habakkuk. The Lord answered me. Write down what I show you. Write it clearly on clay tablets so that the message will be easy to read. This message is about a special time in the future. It is about the end and it will come true. If it seems to take a long time, just be patient and wait for it. All that it promises will happen. It will not be late. The one who gives up hope in the promise will not be able to go on. But the one who does what is right will find new life in its faithfulness. It is true that wealth tricks the one who is proud. The proud person opens his mouth wide enough to swallow whole nations. But he will not succeed. He is like death, always wanting more and more. And like death, he will never be satisfied. He continues to defeat the other nations and to make those people his captives. But soon enough, they will make fun of him. They will laugh at him and say, Look at you, you thief. You've made yourself rich by forcing others to pay their debts to you. But this has gone on long enough. Strong man, you have taken money from other people. One day they will wake up and realize what is happening. And they will stand against you. Then they will take things from you and you will be afraid. You have taken things by force from many nations. Now those who survived will take all you have. You have murdered so many people. You have destroyed lands, cities, and everyone in them. Look at you who get rich by cheating others. You have hurt your own family. You put your house high in a cliff so that danger cannot reach it. You have planned ways to bring ruin to many, and this will bring shame to your own family and cost you your life. The stones of your walls will cry out against you, and the wooden beams of your house will agree you are wrong. Look at you, who kill people to build a city and depend on crime to support it. The Lord All-Powerful will send a fire to destroy everything you have worked to build. All your work will be for nothing. Then people everywhere will know about the glory of the Lord. This news will spread just as water spreads out into the sea. Look at you who pour out your anger on the countries around you. You are like a host who forces wine on his neighbors, making them drunk to see them naked. But you have filled yourself with shame, not the glory you wanted. So you will drink from the cup and the Lord's right hand filled with his anger. Drink and let everyone see your nakedness. Your glory will be replaced with shame. You hurt many people in Lebanon and stole many animals there. So you will be afraid because of the people who died and because of the bad things you did to that country. You will be afraid because of what you did to those cities and to the people who lived there. The message about idols. What good is an idol that a skilled worker has made? It is nothing but a piece of metal that deceives you. Does its maker trust in his own creation? It's just an idol that cannot even speak. 
look at you, who say to a piece of wood, wake up. You tell a speechless stone, get up and help me. Don't you know an idol cannot help you? It may be covered with gold and silver, but it has no life. But the Lord is in his holy temple, so the whole earth should be silent in his presence and show him respect. Habakkuk chapter 3. This is the prayer of the prophet Habakkuk. Lord, I have heard all about you. I am amazed, Lord, at the powerful things you did in the past. Now, as the promised time comes near, do those same things again. Show your power in this time. But even in your anger, remember to show mercy to us. Salah. And I saw God coming from Taman, the Holy One coming from Mount Paran. Salah. His majesty covered the heavens, and his glory filled the earth. He appeared as bright as lightning, holding in his hand a double lightning bolt. He came marching with deadly forces, disease in front, and fever following behind. When he got ready for battle, the earth shook. With just a glance, he frightened the nations. I saw the ancient mountains crumble before him, the hills that have been there forever. This is the same route he followed so long ago. I saw the desert tribes of Kushan in trouble and the people of Midian shake with fear. Lord, what is the meaning of this? Are you angry at the rivers? Are you upset at the sea? Is that why you are driving your horses and chariots to victory? I saw you pull your bow from its case and send its arrows to feast on blood. Salah. You made rivers divide the land. The mountains saw you and shook. The clouds poured down water. The deep sea roared and raised its waves as if shaking its fists. The light of the sun was covered up and the moon never came out. The only light was from the lightning flashes that came from your arrows and spear. In anger, you trampled the earth and crushed the nations. You came to save your people and to lead your chosen king to victory. You smashed the head of the evil nation and stripped him from the neck down. Salah. You filled his head with arrows and stopped all his defenders, who came like a storm against us. They thought they could defeat us easily, as if robbing the poor who have no defense. You marched your horses through the sea, stirring up the mud. My whole body shook when I heard all this. My lips trembled. I felt weak deep down in my bones and stood there shaking. But I will wait patiently for that day when this destruction will come on those who attack us. Always trust in the Lord. There may be times when the fig trees have no fruit and there are no grapes on the vines. The olive trees may fail to produce and there is nothing to harvest from the field. 
There may not be any sheep in the pens or cattle in the barns. But I will still be glad because I have the Lord. I will rejoice because I have God to protect me. The Lord God gives me my strength. He helps me run fast like a deer. He leads me safely on the mountains to the music director on my stringed instruments. Proverbs chapter 26, verses 3 through 12. You have to whip a horse. You have to put a bridle on a mule. And you have to beat a fool. You can't answer foolish questions from a fool without looking like a fool yourself. But if you don't answer questions from fools, they will think they are smart. Never let a fool carry your message. If you do, it will be like cutting off your own feet. You are only asking for trouble. A fool trying to say something wise is like a paralyzed person trying to walk. Showing honor to a fool is as bad as tying a rock in a sling. A fool trying to say something wise is like a drunk waving a thorn bush like a weapon. Hiring a fool or a stranger passing by is dangerous, like an archer shooting arrows wildly into the air. Like a dog that returns to its vomit, a fool does the same foolish things again and again. People who think they are wise when they are not are worse than fools. Thank you, everyone. That was day 300. Join us for day 301. We will begin the Book of Lamentations. I'll be giving a detailed introduction. We'll be reading chapter 1. And we will finish the Book of Titus. And it's all about authority. As Paul tells Timothy that he should let everyone know that they need to obey authority. And that Christians should be kind to non-Christians. And of course, he'll leave us with a few reminders for Timothy. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.